you froze for a little. Oh, I did. All did right. you hear what I said or no? I did not. What What did you say? Uh, I just said I wish you on soccer. It's a very very oh. good sport. It's a good sport. I know. I need to get into it a little bit, honestly. <sighs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host Rod Goldberger, and what a week it has been in sports. By far one of the busiest, craziest weeks we've seen all year. Uh, a lot of headlines, specifically in the NFL, concerning Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr. We've got, you know, the Braves just won the World Series, like we kind of both expected at this point. Not surprising there. I don't even think we're really going to get into it, but just, you know, horrible for us and Elise guys here. Um, pretty much a nightmare situation. We've got another week of NFL football around a week nine at this point. And of course, this weekend, very big weekend as well in combat sports, Canelo versus Caleb Plant, as well as UFC 268, which we'll see Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington uh, in a rematch, uh, obviously for the welterweight title, among a lot of other good fights. So it's a very good week in terms of sports. But what we are going to start with, we're going to start with the NFL, the trade deadline, the biggest move. This was a terrible trade deadline, by the way, but the NFL trade deadline is always pretty not crazy. But this was a mega move, and that's Von Miller to the Rams. They traded the Rams. Uh, the Rams, I believe, traded a second and a third round pick next year to the Broncos. Um, obviously, a huge piece to add to that defense, a superstar player who, you know, he's been a little banged up. He hasn't been what he was in that Super Bowl 50 run, obviously, but still an incredible piece to add to this defense. What are your thoughts on the move and the current state of the Rams compared to some of these other teams? I mean, I think Von Miller obviously wasn't what he was at his peak, but this guy is still uh, – I don't know if he's an elite passer, but he is a very, very, very good pass rusher. And to put him next to Aaron Donald, I mean, Dante Fowler, when he played his only season or one of his only seasons amongst Aaron Donald had 11 sacks. So if Dante Fowler can do that, if we can only imagine what even a 32-year-old Von Miller is capable of. I believe he's 32. But, yeah, I mean, great move for the Rams. I think they've essentially just said, if we don't win the Super Bowl in one of the next two or three years, we've accepted we're going to be bad in two years. We're going for – at all now we want one or two or three rings and their philosophy essentially is we don't care about our draft picks we want the best players available no matter their age and it's working for them so far this season I think obviously that big task can they conquer Tom Brady and I mean this is designed this is a move designed to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think quite simply it is uh and I think it's really worth the risk even if he doesn't pan out I mean the Rams probably going to be picking at the end of those rounds. I mean, of course, they're still valuable picks, but if this is their philosophy, they might as well commit to it. Yeah, I mean, the Rams, they like you said, they've just go out and trade it for the best players. And that's, you know, that's a way to conduct a football team. And it's interesting because obviously this team is, you know, lack of severe draft draft capital, as we've seen. But this roster is as good as any roster in the NFL, in my opinion, at this point. They've got a fantastic offense. Cooper Cup has emerged as a absolute superstar. Robert Woods, obviously, a great piece. Daryl Henderson looks fantastic. So there's a lot of good things going on in the, with the Rams right now. And obviously that defense, you've already had two of the premier defensive players in the league and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Then now you add Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller, that's the one thing that's good. He's not going to be under that same pressure, same extent to perform. I mean, I think Von Miller's going to be able to really succeed here when he's not facing all that pressure. Obviously the Denver Broncos had Bradley Chubb, but he's been a little banged up. I don't know if he's been playing or what the deal yeah, is. Exactly. Been, I mean, he's been hurt for a very long time, like a year and a half at this stage already. I mean, he's played intermediately. I mean, he tore his ACL last year, I believe. Yeah. And then he had another, it might yeah. have been Achilles, and then he, he's had another serious setback, I believe. So he hasn't really been playing a lot. 
Yeah. So it's been tough. Von Miller's probably seen a lot of, you know, double coverage uh, or double, you know, double team and whatnot. But obviously it's a great move for the Rams. I think this, them and the Bucks. I think we'd both agree are the top two teams, even though you've got great teams like the Green Bay Packers, Arizona Cardinals out there. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, that's a whole nother issue, which <laughs> I guess we'll get into when we talk about them later in the podcast, but good move for the Rams. I think we'd both agree, but yeah, um, very interesting and, and good for the Rams, man. They're going for it. You got to love that. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rams and the Bucks. My opinion are the two best teams in the NFL, not just the NFC. I mean, I think they're the two. I think I don't really think the AFC is a truly elite team. I think even the Bills have shown cracks that keep them below for me putting on them, for me putting them on that tier with the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, moving on to the Odell situation. Obviously, he was released from the Cleveland Browns, just did not work out whatsoever. Kind of your thoughts on the whole situation. Where do you think he'll end up, to be honest? Well, Griff, I was actually – I actually want to get your thoughts first here because I know you're okay. – I know, I know you're – you got that Brown support in you. I know you've got, you know, that Cleveland fan in you. So, what, what are you thinking? I mean, look, the Odell thing was just – it just – it's a disaster from the beginning. It's just Baker Mayfield and him just never were on the same page. And I think it's just his ego at this point. I think he's just kind of a guy who's just out of control. I think – He's way in over his head. I don't think he ever wanted to be in Cleveland, even though Jarvis Landry was there. I think he was always unhappy to be in that city. And I think this is just the right move. He wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't performing that well. I know people are saying, yeah, Baker's been bad. Absolutely, Baker's been bad. But Odell hasn't really done anything. And even when Baker's been healthy and whatnot, it's just been a mess with Odell. And I think for this offense, they just don't need him, to be honest. Um, You know, he wasn't going to be an X factor. He They made the playoffs without him just fine last year and played pretty well. So, I think it's a huge weight off Baker's shoulder. I think there was a lot of pressure to try and force him the ball and maybe make bad reads. And, you know, he was overthinking. I think this will be a little ease off the gas. I think Odell, I don't know where he's going to end up, honestly. I, I have no clue if someone will claim him or where he will sign. I think if he has the choice, he's going to go to a team in which he can be a Super Bowl contender or a team like the Vegas Raiders where he's in Las Vegas, he can party, which I think would be an absolute nightmare. We've seen what happened with Henry Ruggs. I think it's an I, absolute I, disaster that city I think, is at this point. I, I think the Las Vegas thing is totally out of the question. I think. First, people do forget. I mean, they've taken on a similar risk before. I mean, not to the extent, but Antonio Brown, they have that history with Antonio Brown. Uh, they have, obviously, the Henry Rugg situation. And I think they definitely do not want the media spotlight on them right now. I, I really do think the Raiders are the questions. My guess is he'll go to, like, the Ravens or the Chargers or something. Um, which yeah. not, He went to the Ravens. I don't think that would make him uh, a Browns legend, per se. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think – Baker and Odell just didn't really ever click. And um, Baker doesn't really seem to harbor any harsh feelings towards Odell. I think just their on-field relationship was never really there. I think, like you said, his head was never really in Cleveland. I do think Odell can go some can go somewhere and still be a really good wide receiver too. Uh, I really do. I think he still has that in him. He's only 29 years old. Um, I, I, I think it's just he didn't click in Cleveland. Like you said, their offense wasn't really, you know, great fit with him. But uh, to, to, I, I do think Baker's been struggling to get him the ball this year, big time. Uh, I think he's been open. I think while well, that 11-minute uh, clip compilation posted by Odell's father, which sort of set this whole thing off, was a little bit ridiculous. And it shouldn't have been posted. But it, it was a little telling. I mean, there were some throws in there that Baker Mayfield really should be making. Um, but, yeah, it was sort of just toxic. And, I mean, 
I think it's sort of been heading here since even Odell's arrival in Cleveland. Uh, I just think it wasn't I've said it before. Don't think it was a great fit. Uh, but I, I think they're really interesting the, to see their Browns fans. I mean, they're four and four. They're not obviously not where they've expected to be uh, eight games into this season. They've been injury riddled. I think that's still the biggest question mark on this team is number one, Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield's health. And we'll see if Baker Mayfield can stay healthy and perform up to the level uh, of some of these other elite quarterbacks. And that's what might separate the Browns and some of these other elite AFC teams. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, the Cleveland Browns, like you said, just a complete disappointment. This is a team that I had coming into the year as my AFC favorite. I thought this team was going to be exceptional. They went and upgraded that defense. I thought that offense with Odell would be good coming back. And yeah, like you said, they've been injury riddled. Baker Mayfield has not played as good as he did last year. He's really struggled. And part of that, yeah, you can look and say, yeah, he's been banged up. But at the same time, if he's banged up, he shouldn't be out there. He shouldn't be playing. He needs to do what's best for the football team. And if that means Case Keenum has to start and they have to lean on the run, so be it. I mean, you've got a lot of good running backs on that team. So if they need to pound the run, that's fine. But Baker Mayfield, I mean, he is obviously, like you said, a huge question mark. The defense at times has been a little suspect too, but they've got to win games. I mean, that game to the Pittsburgh Steelers, that just has to be won. You cannot be losing that game. That is a huge divisional game to a team that really offensively is just not good at all. And the Browns just couldn't get anything done. They looked all right at times, but it just wasn't good. So the Cleveland Browns, the Odell situation, obviously, I think it's going to be a little bit of pressure off, a little bit of the spotlight. Gone. But obviously, Cleveland Browns got to turn it around quick if they want to uh, save their season, especially in that division. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think real quick before we jump to our weekly things, we should talk about the college football playoff. And this week, the college football playoff committee released their initial rankings, which I believe when I don't have it off on a sheet right now, but Georgia, Alabama, um, Michigan State, and Oregon. and. I have it. Um, sorry, let me pull it up real quick. Um, sorry, give me the AP rankings, of course. Thank goodness. I'm sorry. Sorry, here, Griffin. All right, so Here's number one. Number one, they have Georgia. Number two, they have Alabama. Number three, they have Michigan State. Number four, they have Oregon. Number five, they have Ohio State. And then Cincinnati. Then Michigan. Uh then Oklahoma, then Wake Forest, then Notre Dame rounds out the top ten. I think number one. I'll, I'll say one thing: they totally got the Oklahoma ranking right. Oklahoma stinks. They don't stink, but they're they're not at the caliber of these other top teams. I think Cincinnati would beat them personally. I mean, this is a team that beat Tulsa or, or beat Tulane, who has one win this year by five points. This is a team that was in a one possession game and got arguably bailed out against the referees. By Kansas, I don't know. I'm just going to start there. I don't really – but the rest of this list is obviously terrible. They just got the Oklahoma ranking right, in my opinion. But the rest of this list is – Yeah, I mean, yeah, Georgia number one. I mean, that's pretty easy. You can't mess that up. So, good yeah. for them. That I mean, but I mean, yeah, like you said, I think this list is an absolute disaster. I mean, you've got an Alabama team at two that um, – I mean, they had a bad loss. That's a bad loss to Texas A&M. I mean, if you're looking at losses, obviously they've had some good wins, but – I don't know. I, I don't love Alabama at two. Oregon at four is a little questionable in my mind. I mean, Extreme obviously you had that Ohio State win, Extreme but other than that, this team has been very mediocre. Michigan State's had a very good season, so I can understand that ranking. But, I mean, Cincinnati at six, obviously, I mean, they're done. They're not going to be making the playoffs. Michigan State. what this means. Uh, to, to me, to me, 
we can talk about this all day long, but there's really one truly elite team in college football this year, in my opinion. I think you'd agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. one team, uh, I mean, we've had it the last three years, which kind of stinks. I hope it doesn't become a trend because we've had obviously yeah. 2020 Alabama who had like 40 million first round picks. <laughs> and then 2019 LSU, who is two, who had two of the top five receivers in the NFL right now on their team. Uh, and then obviously this year is Georgia. I mean, we'll see if they can get the job done, but they seem to be going on a very, very similar trend to these other two teams. But this list is a disaster. Cincinnati, I think, should be over the likes of Oregon. Um, Oregon lost to a terrible, terrible Stanford team. They got they lost to Utah 45 to 7 last night. Um yeah, I mean, it, it, the funnier thing to me is you have Notre Dame at 10. So you think that Cincinnati has a win over a top 10 team at home, and yet they're ranked at six? Can someone explain that to me? Obviously, do I think Cincinnati would have success in the playoff? Probably not. But how many four seeds have had success in the playoff? Very little. I mean, Oklahoma, who had with Jalen Hurts, one of the greatest recent seasons of quarterback in college ever, Lost by forty-five, lost by thirty-five points. It was down forty, like forty-two to nothing in the first half. So I would just—I mean, if Cincinnati wins out, I would give them the four spot over a team like Oregon and Michigan State. I think might crack in a couple weeks too. We'll see. I think they could have two losses very quickly. Um, and if that's the case, Cincinnati's definitely going to get in. So we'll see. But this list is an outright disaster. I mean, Wake Forest at nine. Uh, obviously, I don't think Wake Forest is that good, but they've played the same schedule Clemson has over the last few years, and you're ranking Clemson in the top three. If it were truly unbiased, like they say, the rankings would not be like this. That's all I'll say. That's a great point, the Wake Forest point. I mean, obviously, it's a very tough situation because, like, they, they haven't really done anything. But, yeah, like you said, Clemson yeah. really didn't do anything, and you're kind of just going off of star power and how you think that team is. and and not necessarily like who they've beaten. And I think that's absolutely, I think this college football playoff is just a disaster. I think, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's just so biased and, and not, not good. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a disaster. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season, obviously could very likely to change uh, significantly, but yeah, right now, I mean, just an absolute mess of a, of a top four um, to say the least. You got to feel for Cincinnati though. Obviously, like you said, they probably wouldn't have much success, but right now that team does deserve to probably be in that top four. And since they're not in that top four, there's probably likely no chance that they get there because they've played their best games already. So what are the odds that they're able to, you know, squeeze back in unless a bunch of teams start losing? Very unlikely. So we'll see if Cincinnati can maybe find a way, but not looking good for them right now. So you got to feel for them for sure. Um, I do want to mention one thing uh, just to get into our transition into talking about the NFL is that Cincinnati's quarterback, Desmond Ritter has looked great this season. I'm a big fan of him. I think he's definitely being underrated in uh, the draft process, but uh, Malik, speaking of quarterbacks, Malik Willis, who a lot of people have gotten talked about him going in the first round really did not look good today against his first real division, big uh, division one test. Uh, he really had a disastrous performance. I mean, they were down by four scores in the, in, in the, in the beginning of the second quarter. So uh, he, he had a couple of bad interceptions. If, if guy, if, if mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts were picked in the second round and the guy like Lamar's picked in the end of the first round, I can't really see a way Malik Willis is going to be picked until like the fifth or sixth round. I mean, he's not doing it against top talent. He's not. And if, 
this was his first real test and he looked overmatched. So, yeah. We will see. It's definitely going to be interesting in college football. But with that, uh, I think we can move on to the NFL at this point. So I'm going to share my screen real quick. Last week, I mean, I got three of these games correct. So an absolute horrible week for me. Rob got six. Our current current rank on the year, Rob was out, I believe, week three. So we're not counting that week. It's 61 to 60. So we're just separated by a single game predicted right now. Pretty crazy. But obviously, very interesting week. I mean, Titans-Colts, that was a very good game. Jets-Bengals, what a weird one. I mean, there's really not many of these games. I think we do have to talk about probably two or three of these. And the first one being the Patriots and the Chargers. Uh, what a win for the Patriots. I mean, the Chargers, we were coming on here saying this might be one of the best teams in the league. All of a sudden, Chargers just look like an absolute mess in a team that, I mean, is this team going to miss the playoffs again? It seriously seems like we could be headed for that reality. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the case. So I did pick a Patriots victory last week. I, 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 I'm a big Mac Jones believer. I, I've actually turned myself into a pretty big Mac Jones believer. I, I actually like the fact that – go back to his stats real quick, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Mac has been playing some pretty safe football. I mean, last week wasn't his best game, but he's a he's a rookie quarterback, and I mean, he just got a really good win on the road against against. I mean, Chargers defense. It's look it's looked a little sketchy the past couple of weeks, but that the, the biggest concern is that Chargers offense. I mean, I don't really know what's happened to it over the past couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, the, the, this season, I think their season is really on the line this Sunday. Uh, I think because if they lose this Sunday, it's going to be very very difficult to climb out. Uh, of a four and four hole uh, in, in the AFC. Uh, but yeah, like you've said, I mean, they've just had such a massive fall off uh, these last, uh, their, their last couple of games. I'm not really sure what's happened. Justin Herbert obviously hasn't been performing up to uh, his standard. And I, I've said it before on this podcast. I've said it to my friends. Uh, Mike Williams production was not sustainable at all. Um, he had a couple of big weeks in, like we like we've seen, I mean, he's really transformed back into the Mike Williams of old, which is unfortunate because I am a big Mike Williams fan. But uh, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of where this Chargers offense was getting production from was pretty unsustainable. I mean, I think Justin Herbert is still obviously an elite quarterback in this league, but he's shown cracks a couple of weeks. I mean, he's a second year quarterback. He, he can't be. Uh, he's being asked to do I think a little bit too much right now. Um, but I, I, I still think the Chargers are a really good football team. I do think they're going to win this Sunday. Philadelphia's oh, yeah. I, I spoiled it, but uh, spoiled my pick. But I do think they'll win the Sunday in Philadelphia. I do think they'll get their season back on track. But they're a pretty young team. I mean, they have a very young quarterback. They'll have some growing pains. And I think uh, this is like a classic Bill Belichick, just got out of road, got out of win on the road victory. Yeah, I mean, the Pats, like you said, mid-Jones, as I've called him, he's played pretty well. I mean, he, he can, you know, manage this offense. And they've done a good job getting Damian Harris involved. He's done a really good job. They always run that wildcat formation with him. I mean, I've yeah. seen that like 50 times, I feel like, this season. But like you said, that defense is, you know, another thing. Matthew Judon, just an absolute superstar. He's played so yeah, good yeah. this year. Yes. Um, like you see, Adrian Phillips, sports and turnovers. They're just a great run defense. The offense, you know, there might not be any of these flashy guys, but they get the job done. And on the flip side for the Chargers, I mean, just not a good week. And Justin Herbert, one consistent thing about him right now is just the inconsistency. He's been very inconsistent. He's had weeks where he's looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then he's had weeks where he looks like a sub five quarterback. And, you know, this was not a good week for Justin Herbert. Um, I was really expecting them to come off their bye and have a much stronger performance. So I can, I will admit, I was very disappointed in this result. I was very disappointed to see that, you know, this is how the Chargers came out after a bye. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's getting slowly more involved, but I don't know. We're going to have to see what happens. I think, you know, 
I'm a little worried. I'll be honest right now with Justin Herbert and the state of Los Angeles chargers. It's obviously a pretty good defense as well. You've got good pieces, but I don't know. The AFC is a very tough beast right now. And I just don't think this team, you know, maybe they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think right now I'm going to consider them as a legit threat to win this AFC after what I've seen these past few weeks. It's just, they're just, I don't think they're just, I don't think they're good enough to uh, compete with some of these top tier teams. Who's one in the AFC, Griffin? Uh, I think it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are kind of a clear cut team right now. It's so wide open. I mean, this, this conference is so wide open. I think you could even have a situation where a wild wild card team could be making a charge at the AFC championship. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. From that game, I know I wanted to touch oh, that was this week. Sorry about that. Bucks Saints, weird game. Uh, obviously, Jameis Winston tears his ACL. He's going to be out for the season. But the Saints, I mean, this team is now 5-2. and two. This is a weird team. Um, we talked about them. We don't know if they're good or they're bad. I mean, this is a playoff team, weirdly enough, but I still don't know if they're good. <laughs> but the- uh, I mean, for the, for the Buccaneers, what a weird game. Their defense, I mean, just was not there. And the Saints, yeah. I mean. Just got it done. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't know what I think about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to go out and see them bring Philip Rivers out of retirement. I really wouldn't because I think this is a team that could get pretty far if they had a quarterback. I mean, I think Philip Rivers performed at a pretty high level last year, considering his age and all things, uh, everything else considered. I, I think Trevor Simeon was fine last week, but I think obviously you can't go. We know Jameis Winston's out for the season, correct? Right. I mean, he's he tore every yeah, single tore ACL. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, you're not. Michael Thomas is also out for the year. He's also out for the season. He is. So it really wouldn't surprise me. Even they might even try to. Uh, I mean, the trade deadline already passed. Never mind. That was a stupid idea. Disregard what I was about to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them bring Philip Rivers out of retirement. I know there's been some rumblings. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I think if. They- this team is a decent quarterback. They could definitely, I don't know about winning MSC South, but I think they could definitely get themselves a wild card spot. As much as I don't like him because of a uh, bounding gate and everything else, Sean Payton is a great coach. I mean, this guy brings a lot of subpar talent to the playoffs and the saints are just consistently excellent outside of that three year stretch in the middle of the 2010s. But yeah, I mean, very impressive victory for them last week to get across the finish line with Trevor Simeon. I don't think you can start him much longer though, unless before seeing a dramatic, dramatic fallout. Philip Rivers, that's all I'll say. I think they should greatly consider a guy like him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I, I think you covered it really well. I think the Saints are – they're not going to be a Super Bowl team, but this is, you know, a team that they really don't have too much talent. I mean, you look at these guys catching the football. We've got Kevin White, Deontay Harris, Tricon Smith, Garrett Griffin, Marcus. I mean, there's just not much talent there. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, I mean, he is at this point just by far the best player on that offense, and there's no one even in the same stratosphere as him. Very untalented. The defense, they've obviously got guys like Demario Davis, Marcus Williams, Marshall Mar- Lattimore. The- Demario Davis is unbelievably good. Yeah, he is. Pete Werner, the rookie out of Ohio State, has played very well as well this year. So they've had good pieces, Cam Jordan as well. So the defense is pretty solid. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But for the Bucs, I mean, weird loss. They kind of have these occasionally. Tom Brady, I mean, look, A.B. was out. Gronk left this game early. Their secondary is beat up. So, I'm not going to judge them too much for us. I think they'll be fine. I'm not worried about them. Uh, but, yeah, New Orleans Saints, that's a great victory for the Saints, though, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that honestly may do it. I mean, Cowboys-Vikings, 
Cowboys, just a very impressive win. We'll probably Our, touch on them. Kirk Cousins, believe, Kirk Cousins. Not, not good. Kirk Cousins. No, not so good. That was a game the Vikings needed to win and should have won, and I think their playoff odds might have tanked because of that. Thursday night football this week, Colts-Jets. I mean, we don't even have to get into it. That was just an abuse. Obviously, Mike White, though, man. What a performance against the Bengals. Mike White. The Bengals, man. What touch on Good for Josh Johnson, though. I mean, he, got, he, he, got, he, he was able to pat his career NFL stats. So uh, good for him. But uh, the, the yeah. fr- Jets franchise is in a pretty pathetic state right now. I'm not really sure they pulled that one off the last week, except for, uh, you know, the great Mike White. I think he might be a reincarnation of Joe Montana himself, the way he's been looking so yeah. far. No, he's been great, but uh, sucks to see him get injured. But, yeah, I mean, the Jets are really bad. The Colts are pretty mediocre to good. So Russell Wentz has played pretty well this year. I know you've hated him, but he has been very, very he's really, pretty yeah. solid this year. Yeah, what about what about last week, Griffin? What about last week? What about last There's... week? <laughs> <laughs> Airplane. I mean, we'll start uh, with our predictions for the week. Raiders, Giants. Um, I mean, the Raiders, just some storylines this week. Obviously, our condolences out to the though the family and those impacted, uh, you know, the victim of the crash that Henry Ruggs was in. Um, you know, God rest the the dog and the woman's soul who were in that crash. Henry Ruggs, obviously a complete idiot, will be in jail. His career's over. His life basically ruined at this point. Not much you can feel remorse for for him. You know, he is really just, you know, you can't be doing that. What he was doing is just unacceptable in every single way. Such a, just, so, just such an avoidable yeah, situation. Go ahead. That's the only remorseful thing about it is that the situation was so avoidable. And because of that, I mean, I'm pretty sure, but Henry Ruggs, I, Henry Ruggs, I think, didn't, didn't he have a young daughter as well? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, it's just terrible. Just a terrible situation. I, just one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my entire life especially considering the NFL provides that black car service if a player is out drinking anonymously, by the way. Just so dumb. Just such an avoidable situation. He's rightfully going to get a, a, a lot of time in prison and he'll be he'll never play in the NFL again because of a stupid, stupid decision. And the, and there's and, uh, the Raiders again are going to have to be dealing with some media controversy. But I don't know if you saw, but there's a video of Damon Ornette that just came out threatening to kill somebody. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen that. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to have I another. Be, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at not yeah, the, the threat, but just the Raiders. fact that this continues to happen with the Raiders. It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are going to have another media firestorm under the Ray pretty soon, <laughs> not even after the last one has ended. And, yeah. They're in a bad situation. I'm still going to pick them to win this week, though, because the Giants yes. are, just, are the Giants. And Derek Carr – I'm sorry about that. Derek Carr has been fantastic uh, all year long, uh, and he's been a real leader in that like uh, Raiders locker room. I don't know if you saw his press conference, but I thought it was extremely impressive. Um, yeah, uh, I'll pick the Raiders this week because Derek Carr's playing great football, and the Raiders are actually playing pretty good football. I mean, a lot of people – uh, after they went three and two, we pretty much stuck a we, we put the nail in their coffin. But they won two straight games against. We, they won two straight games uh, since then, and they're five and two. And you know, I think they're going to go to six and two, and they're going to have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. Actually, even after all that's happened, which is pretty insane. 
Yeah, I mean, I've said it before on this podcast, but I just think the Vegas area is just cursed. I just don't think this is a good situation. I mean, I think you've heard Odell Beckham rumored. I know I, you said you don't think he'll end up there, but I mean, imagine Odell Beckham ends up in Las Vegas. I mean, I can only imagine what's going to happen if that happened. My God, I mean, that is just scary to think about, to be honest. I'm also going to pick the Raiders in this game. Controversies aside, they're just the better football team. Derek Carr is, you know, the, the better quarterback by far. And what a leader he is, like you said, uh, such a good person, such a good man. Um, you know, he has had a lot to deal with this year in terms of these controversies, and it's so unfair for him. And, yeah, just horrible. You feel for Derek Carr. He has just had moments in his career where just it hasn't just gone right for him, and you feel horrible for him. But moving on, we're going to go Saints-Falcons here. This is a weird game. Calvin Ridley steps – I mean, this was the weirdest week in NFL history, I think. Calvin Ridley steps away obviously dealing with some mental health issues. So I think both of us would say our thoughts are with him. We hope he can, you know, get to a state in which he is happy and potentially return to the game of football if that's what he wants. I'm going to pick the Saints, though, in this one. They're home. I like, you know, I just don't think the Atlanta Falcons are very good, I'll be honest. I think even with Trevor Simeon at QB, I think Sean Payne's going to be able to figure out a way to win this game. I think the Falcons have a very good shot, but I just think the Saints are going to be the better team. I mean, we saw Trevor Simeon. I don't think he'll play that good as he did last week, but he'll be able to get the job done and they're going to lean on Alvin Kamara heavily in this game. And I think that defense will play enough well enough to get the win. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I think Saints are just so tough to beat in New Orleans, aren't they, man? I mean, there's the, the, that's gotta be one of the toughest atmospheres in sports to win. And, uh, and like you said, I think the Falcons are really bad. That offense outside of Cordero Patterson is going to be non-existent. Um, and that defense. Well, cop it's too. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Sorry, my apology. Right, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, obviously. But, uh, I mean, this is a defense that let the Philadelphia Eagles put 32 on their head. So, <laughs> I wouldn't be – I think Trevor Simeon might maybe to be able to keep up his performance from last week. I'll go, I'll go with the Saints here as well. Yeah. I mean, this next game, I don't even think we really have to talk about Bills-Jaguars. This will be uh, the Buffalo Bills here, and it won't be particularly close. The Jaguars are just um, – they're really yeah. bad. So how bad are the Dolphins? <laughs> Just how bad are the Miami Dolphins is the real question. I mean, the funny thing about the Jaguars is we had all that Urban Meyer controversy after the first two weeks, and that you know that's just his, gone now. His PR, his PR, his PR team better be thanking uh, John Gruden, and his his PR team better be thanking the entire Raiders organization. <laughs> oh yeah. man! All right, this is the tough game: Browns Bengals. I mean, this is huge for both teams. Uh, the Browns really need this win. The Bengals, you know, need to bounce back after a loss to the Jets. Oh, I'm really torn on this one. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I'm, I think I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this game, though. I just think, I think they're the better team. I think that offense is just going to pose Cleveland some problems. Cleveland banged up. Jack Conklin was placed on IR. He's a huge piece of that offensive line. Nick Chubb will be in there. Kareem Hunt's still out, though. Obviously, Odell is, you know, gone now. And I just think Cleveland's too banged up. I don't know what Baker Mayfield. They lost to the Steelers. I just can't pick them this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, even though they lost to the New York Jets. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals here as well. I think they're going to be very motivated after, motivated after last week, and especially that defense. Yeah. I think the offense was fine last weekend. Um, put up 31 points, obviously. But, yeah, the I think the Browns – are really not in a very good state right now, which like, this is just like so interesting to me how quickly the NFL changes. Like three weeks ago, we were like, 
the Browns will be fine. Like they're still an elite team. And now we're like, they're about to go four and five and, you know, they might finish third or fourth in their own division, which is pretty insane. Uh, obviously the Odell situation has really been poisonous. We'll see if that'll change anything, getting him out of the locker room uh, finally, but I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I think, I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback, but like Joe Cincinnati has done a really good job supporting. I think what is just a good quarterback with really good weapons and a pretty good offense. So yeah, I think a, a good a good quarterback and with really good weapons can win a lot, a lot of games. Yeah, I agree. Panthers, Patriots. Um, I'm actually going to go weird here and pick the Carolina Panthers, partly because Christian McCaffrey appears to be on track to play. I think if he plays the win, I mean, I might do one of those situations where if he doesn't play, I think the Patriots will win. Is that, val- I don't, is that valid for only quarterbacks? Though? I don't know. I'm not going to – fine. I'm going Panthers. I'll go Panthers no matter what. This team is due for a win. Um, I believe they – I don't know what they, they did. Last what they did they do last, last week? Did they? Okay. They beat the Falcons last week. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of a weird gut feeling. I think if, I think Christian's going to play, and I think that offense is very much better with Christian McCaffrey. We saw what they were able to do with him. I think it's you know a bad team. I think it's not great. But I think this is a game that the Panthers can win. I think the New England Patriots, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to have a down game. I feel like that Panthers D-line, it might pose a little bit of problems for Damian Harris and whatnot. So give me the Panthers in this one. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Patriots here. Uh, Mid-Jones. I mean, that's a smart pick, yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, as you like to call him, Mid-Jones. So I don't think he's mid anymore. I used to think he was mid, but he's growing on me a lot. Um I think the Patriots are a good team. I really do. I think this is a team that's going to end up with a wild card spot at the end of the year. I mean, this would be their third straight win if they got it. They're hot. That defense. You're really going to pick the Panthers here. I mean, Matt Judon versus that offensive line and Sam Darnold. I'm not so sure about that one. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. And I'm, I'm, I'm very confident in my pick, which will definitely backfire on me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what, it's just one of those games that I feel like I can get a point on. Um, I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys in this next one. Not much to say the Denver Broncos just traded arguably their best defensive player and are uh, not a very good team at all. Yeah. Going to go with the Cowboys. Vic Fangio does not have much time left in that job. I'll just say that. Vikings, Ravens. Ravens. I'm going with the Vikings. What? I'm going with the Vikings. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm going with the Vikings. They're due for a win. This is just one of those weird weeks that they're going to pull out. Dalvin Cook's due for a big game. The Ravens, I mean, they've been good. They've had two losses, I believe, maybe even three, two, five and two. I don't know. I got a gut feeling. I think the Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins is due to have a decent week. I think Justin Jefferson, he was really held in check last week. I think we're going to see him a little more comfortable this week, even though Marlon Humphrey might be on him. I think he's due for a big week. I think Dalvin Cook's due for a good game. He also struggled last week. So, I think just some of these Vikings guys, I'll be honest, are just due for big games. So I'm going to pick the Vikings here. I know you're going Ravens. I don't know. I think the Ravens, the injuries are going to start to catch up eventually. And I think we might start to be seeing that finally. No, nah, the Ravens the Ravens are going to win this game, I think, by a large amount. Uh, the Vikings are a bad football team. Kirk Cousins is a bad, has been playing some bad football. And I'm normally a Kirk Cousins fan, but he's really not been playing up even to his standard this season, um, at least the last couple of games. And yeah, the, the Vikings are a bad football team. The Ravens are a really good football team. And uh, the Ravens know they need to win this game to keep their grip on first place in the AFC North. And I think they're going to capitalize off that really bad Bengals loss to the Jets last year or last week. 
and they're going to get it done. And I think I can't by a lot. I think they're going to, I think this is a game where the Ravens could win by three or four touchdowns. Yeah. Fair point. This game, the battle of the bums, Texans and Dolphins. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Houston. Yeah. I'm going with the Houston Texans here. Tyrod Taylor is back. Yeah. Um, And I think this team with Tyrod Taylor looked pretty darn good offensively. So. I'm actually, I think the Houston Texans are going to take care of the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker just placed on IR as well. So um, that does not bode well for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I think the Texans are going to win this game. I think Tyrod was playing really, he really was playing good football. He really was before he got hurt. And this is a team that was competing. Who were they competing with? A good team week one. They, well, they've, they beat the Jaguars, but then they were, before Tyrod got hurt, they were playing the Cleveland Browns. Right, and they were competing with them before Tyrod got hurt. Yes. Right. Tyrod was having a very good game. Yeah. Oh, well, we were talking about Wake Forest. They have lost 58 to 57. So, oh Wake my Forest. goodness. They were up 45 27 and they blew it. Wow. How so about that? There, there goes Wake Forest. How about that? Um, yeah. I'm going to go. With Sorry the, to interrupt you. No, oh, yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, Texans here. The Dolphins, if the Lions win a game, Dolphins are going to have that number one pick, which actually means the Eagles are going to have the number one pick. Um, what a disastrous, disastrous trade. I mean, that's a franchise-altering trade right there. Losing out on the number – losing out on the top three pick. I mean, that's devastating to a franchise. That, that's like a front office gets fired, coach gets fired, everything type of trade. And I think as much as I dislike Hallie Roseman, I mean, great, great trade. Great trade. Yeah. You got to think about this. If the if the Dolphins held their picks, they would have picked third last year and potentially first this year, and they didn't because they're dumb. <laughs> That's insane. And they picked Jalen Waddle and now don't have a first. I mean, what was going into their thinking? Trading a first round pick, and, and I think it was so like on draft night, no one didn't even realized what had happened. It was so nonchalant. <laughs> it was like, oh, the Dolphins are picking six now. Like they're about to go one in fifteen, dude. <laughs> They're about to go one in fifteen. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They haven't won a game since week one. <laughs> and, and and you just know that those that that the entire Dolphins organization was in there day and night the entire offseason figuring out how are we going to beat, beat the Patriots and literally just did not prepare for the rest of the season. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I mean this is like an all time disaster of a trade. Seriously. <laughs> Because it, it, they they I'm curious as to what they got back. They got like, do they? No, it was Jalen Waddle for Devontae Smith and a first. And Devontae Smith, I mean, he hasn't been producing. What they get from the 49ers? How many first round picks did they get from the 49ers then? I want to say it was two, but the 49ers are going to pick not in the top three. So, yes. So, so they traded a third round pick this year, a first round pick this year, and a first round pick in 2023 to the Miami Dolphins. That's bad for the Dolphins. That's bad process for the Dolphins, man. So I guess essentially they felt that they would be better enough, good enough to do yeah, that. Like I, said, this, would... I mean, talk about misevaluating where your franchise is at. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, very much so. Chargers, Eagles, uh, no offense to your Eagles. I think the Chargers are due to bounce back this week. I know yeah. I said that last week, but now especially, Justin Herbert should have, be able to have more success than he has against this Eagles defense. Obviously, New England was a much tougher challenge than before that Baltimore. So 
this I think will be a nice relief for him. I think the Chargers will get going and pick up a win here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers too. Um, because they I think they know they're really in massive trouble if they don't win this game. I think their playoff yeah. take a dire hit. Uh like you said, it's gonna be a nice bounce back game for Justin Herbert after facing those two tough team, two tough defenses. I do think um Obviously, the Eagles' run game was very effective last weekend. They were playing the Lions, but the Chargers had the 32nd-ranked run defense in the NFL. So that is, that, that, that's definitely something to look out for. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers by a couple scores here. I think they're just a much better team, and I, they have a much better coach. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah. This game is interesting. Packers, Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers going to be out. He has COVID, and – Obviously, there's the whole vaccine issue, which we will not get into on this podcast. We're not trying to go into all those specifics and whatnot. But Packers, Chiefs, I mean, obviously, Jordan Love making his first career start. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Part of me wants to pick the Green Bay Packers, even with Jordan Love, because of how bad the Chiefs are. But I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this is a huge game for them. I mean, what are they four and four right now? I mean, this is a must win game for the Kansas city chiefs. If we're being honest here. And I think Pat Mahomes will come out knowing that I think he's going to perform. I think this team's going to have a big week. Travis Kelsey needs to get more involved though. I am in fantasy, but like just in general, I mean, this guy cannot be having, you know, the game he had last week. Um, I mean, they put the New York football giants close. That's scary. I'm going to be honest. Pat Mahomes, he's turning over the ball a lot. It is very scary. Um, I don't know. I, Pat Mahomes, I mean, He's obviously, the, I think he's the best in football, but the gap between is just, it's slowly by the day, you're kind of realizing maybe it's not so far apart as from him and the next best guy. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's looked very human this year. But I also think he's getting judged a little bit unfairly, to be fair. I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hide my bias here. I do think he's getting a little bit I think he's getting, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Griffin knows I'm a big Patrick Mahomes guy. But um, I think he's getting a little bit – he hasn't been playing great football this year. I'll, I'll say – let me start out. He really hasn't. He hasn't been playing up to his standard. He's getting judged a little bit unfairly, though. I mean, he still has, like, 22 touchdowns. Like, we still lead the NFL in a lot of offensive categories. We know where this team's problems lie. I mean, they've played better the last couple of weeks. But this team's defense – I mean, Jordan Love couldn't really ask for a better first opponent, could he? Um, I, I mean, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs here, clearly. Um, but you know, very hard to pick a rookie on the road, rookie in his first game on the road, no matter who the opponent is, no matter who his team is. But so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Kansas city chiefs, Aaron Rodgers did not expect, (laughs) did not expect this whole situation to unfold the way it's unfolding. And, and I'll, and I'll leave it at that. And I'll leave it at at that. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Cardinals Niners. Um, I mean, I think this is a pretty easy pick for both of us. I think it's the Cardinals win. They'll get back on track here. Kyler Murray. Um, oh, well, actually, I don't know. I completely forgot. Kyler Murray, it doesn't look like he might actually play. Um, I was going to pick. I, 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 I'll take it from you. I'm going to pick. Yeah, you go. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, regardless of Kyler Murray's uh, health uh, and status for this game. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think they're due for a victory. And also, if they win, they're miraculously back in the race for the playoffs, even though they have looked like crap this year. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Cardinals usually have a little bit of trouble against the 49ers. I mean, yeah. So, I'm going to go. I think Cardinals also, 
if they lose, I think they could be in a little bit of a downward spiral. I can't lie. Can't lie. So I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Also, because they're at home, I think. I don't know. It's just going to play a big advantage. So, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you. Um, DeAndre Hopkins might not play. Kyler Murray might not play. I mean, it, the Cardinals are beat up right now. J.J. Watt's done for the season. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a game the 49ers need to win. They're, they're what, two and something right now? Three and four? If they have any hope of making the playoffs, they also have to win this game. So they're going to be motivated. We're going to see a good good effort from them, that defense. And like you said, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, this should be an easy win. But um, even if he plays, he's going to be banged up. He's probably not going to be a hundred, near 100% at all. So he hasn't practiced all week. I think this is a great great opportunity for the 49ers. So I'm going to pick them. I, uh, you know, Cardinals initially, I was kind of forgetting that they're a little banged up right now. So I'm going to go Niners, like you said. Um, should be an interesting scenario and what will happen. And this next game, Titans-Rams, I mean, Derrick Henry, basically done for the season. He'll be out, you know, they say six to ten weeks. Very unclear what his situation will be, if he'll come back, when he'll come back. Brutal loss for the Tennessee Titans. But regardless, I'm picking the Rams here at home. Matt Stafford, this offense, this defense, this offense. I believe, Is Von Miller healthy? I don't know what his situation is, if he's going to be on the field this week. Um, even if he's not, though, I'm picking the Rams. They're just a better team, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams, too, here. I think Titans are, like, good, but the Rams are elite, and I think they're just, like, such a tough out. I really think there's, like, one team on their level in the entire NFL. Um, I think Von Miller might have might, might be able to feast, hopefully, in his first game uh, in Los Angeles. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Rams. Just think they're a superior team. I'm a really big fan, I think. The one thing yeah. I would change about this team, if you could ask me, could I change one thing about the Los Angeles Rams? Sean McVay is a great coach. I just wish he was more aggressive. If he was more aggressive, I mean, I think that this would be a nearly flawless team. I think, like, because he's so good without, like, I mean, think about the way he made Jared Goff look in that one season. I mean, he's really he really has been playing without a handicap at quarterback, and it's showing. And this offense, I think, is truly one of the elite, not of this year, but even the last few years. I don't think you've seen an offense as dynamic as this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think the Titans are good. Don't think they have any shot winning this game, though, to be honest. Yeah. And finally, the Bears and the Steelers. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers to win, I believe. Justin Fields looked a lot better last game, I will say. Yeah. He had a, over 100 rushing yards. So that's good to see that he's really starting to maybe figure it out. Um, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers at home on a Monday night in the cold, it's going to be a tough atmosphere to go to. Obviously, we don't think Big Ben's any good, but the defense is very good. And I think Justin Fields will probably have some problems with that defense. Najee Harris, I believe, will also have a very good game. He's ran the football exceptionally well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, give me the Steelers in this one. I mean, the Steelers, what a weird team. I think this is going to be a, about a 500 team probably. Might make the playoffs, might make the playoffs. If they make it, they'll be eliminated immediately. But, yeah, give me the Steelers in this one. I just think Justin Fields is probably going to have some trouble. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. You know I'm a huge Justin Fields fan, but this is, like, one of the toughest atmospheres to play in all of football. And for a rookie quarterback, yeah. I mean, yeah. What are the Steelers – what's the Steelers' record right now? Are they 4-3? and three? leave it's 4-3. Four and, four and three. Wow. They're going to go to 5-3. and Are they going to be second? They could be tied for first in the AFC North this week if the Ravens and um, the Browns both – oh, no, second in the AFC North. They'd be tied for second in the AFC North if the Browns and the Ravens both lose this week, which is pretty remarkable. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean – All I'm, right, well – Sorry, they're, they're not – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're not, they're not good. They're not going to win anything with Big Ben. And I actually think the funny thing is if they had a really good quarterback, I think they'd be capable of winning the entire conference. But 
anything with, with Big Ben at quarterback, just don't don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, I think that kind of does it. I don't want this episode to stretch too long, but I think we kind of covered everything we were hoping to cover. Um, yeah, so with that, thank you guys for watching this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, stay, you know, make sure to follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, on Instagram. Our, both our Instagrams will be linked in the description as well as our podcast, Instagram, Outside the Arena Podcast. And yeah, stay tuned um, for next week's episode of Outside the Arena.